But the Apostle Paul had been in, into these areas uh, so many times that this was his third journey through. He had got word that uh, that the, the, the church was slipping away. They had been false teachers come in, and they had started teaching a different gospel. Uh, and, and, y'all, it's so important to realize that if we don't know the Bible, you know, we have got to know the Bible from front to back to know if somebody's bringing something to you that's not in the Bible. They may take the way... And, and uh, you know, any time I go out and start talking to people or inviting them to church or they, they start giving me their philosophy on what Christianity is, they may take part of a verse or, or, or part of a, a, you know, grandmother told me this or mom and daddy, I was raised this way, but they cannot carry me. They don't know enough about the Scripture to back up what they say. And believe you me, you're... Faith is going to be tested. Everybody in this room is going to come under attack. You're going to have somebody question, why do you believe the what you believe? Well, you know, maybe, maybe this other church is right. Maybe this other denomination is right. Maybe, 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 you know, maybe you got to do this. Maybe you got to do that. But nowhere in the Bible are you saved other than by faith in God's grace. Ephesians, Paul, everywhere Paul goes, Peter goes, James, it's always we're saved by the faith that we put in Jesus Christ, and that's the end of the story. I can't emphasize that enough. I can't work hard enough to get up to salvation, and I can't work hard enough after salvation to merit what God done for me. And that's what we as individuals, we as, 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 as a small group, or we as a whole body of believers in this church, We've got to understand and know and know. We've got to know these things right here. Verse number 1, I'm going to read uh, and we, uh, verse 1 through 6. It may take a couple of weeks to get through this, but I'm going to read it. This is Paul and Apostle. Now, this is very, very important. Two words, first two words. Paul tells who it was. An apostle, that's the second thing. Those are two. That, that, being an apostle is, is major in this area right here. And I want you to understand, it says, Not of men, neither by man, but of Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised Him from the dead. This is so important. Highlight that. Put the exclamation mark, uh, asterisk mark. This is the key verse. I mean, Paul is already under attack. He has then launched an attack, not an attack on the people themselves because they've been led astray. He, he launched an attack for the gospel. He was defending the gospel what Jesus Christ died and did, Paul had to start. He cut right to the chase. He got to the point. He says, I'm not an apostle. Uh, you know, he said, I'm an apostle not of men, neither by men, but of Jesus Christ and of God the Father who raised him from the dead. And to all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. It says, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself up who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God the, uh, and, our, and of our Father. To him, uh, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And, and that little section, is, if you, you know, study Bibles normally, that's where it stops, so it's fine. But I want to read this next verse and we'll get started. It says, I marvel. And Paul's saying that I, I, I'm, 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 I'm beside myself. I don't understand what has happened. In this short amount of time, how? It says, I marvel that you 
that ye are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Jesus Christ unto another gospel. Lord, we love you, we praise you, we thank you, God. Just please, 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 Lord, open our hearts, our minds. Lord, that we can feed on your word, Lord, that we can be nourished by your word, and Lord, we can understand that we are fighting a battle, and we have to know what the, 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 the weapons or the ammunition that we have here. The word that you give us is the ammunition that we need to go forth and to fight the battle, Lord, that we can explain to people that there's nothing they can do except your grace, your love, your forgiveness. Through, through, through the, our faith that we put in Jesus' work that was done on Calvary's cross. Lord, there's nothing can be added to it or taken away from it. God, it's all of you, and that's what we've got to have our hope and our faith in. Lord, that we do not waver from this, God, that we are just filled with this, and we understand this, and we can explain that part. Lord, that that's the only way for a person to be saved is by your grace, through our faith in your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Y'all, this is something I want us to understand here tonight. Uh, Martin Luther, uh, uh, he was a monk at a monastery back in the 1500s, was a miserable man. He, he, he was being taught Catholicism, which Catholic, he, he was being taught everything that they had to do to become to, to work theirself up to God's favor that He would save them. He was miserable. He got to the point where he hated God because he could not do enough that he could be saved. He could never get to a point in his life, his walk with, with God and everything he taught. He couldn't fast enough. He couldn't beg enough. He couldn't put on these, this awful garb that was painful for them to walk. They, they eat. Bread and drank water. They, they, they just they, they climbed stairs, kissing every one of them. And there was all these things that they were taught that you have to do to be saved. And that's when purgatory was created by Romans. And, and it's not that I'm attacking the Catholics. I'm, I'm, I'm defending the faith here. I'm defending what we as Christians have got to understand that we have got to go out and tell people that you can't do nothing to be saved. Man. You can't do a thing to be saved. Because if God, and I'm not saying that some people want to get into this predestined and he's going to choose Jack, but he's going to leave Michelle out. That's a lie straight out of the pit to hell. God said that he loved the world so much that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But he knows the ones, and when he sends his Holy Spirit, until he sends his Spirit, you can't even get saved. You can sit in church day after day after day, and if the Holy Spirit does not visit you and does not convict you of your sins, you can come up here and pray a million times. You can, you, you, you can join the church, teach Sunday school, whatever you want to do. You will not be saved until the Holy Spirit opens your heart. Amen. You know, I, I've, I've listened to testimonies of people here that tell me that they had been in church their whole life, and then one day at the kitchen sink, the Lord spoke to me and He saved me. I was sitting down here and so-and-so, and the Lord spoke to me and He saved me. And today we deal in a religious society. Everybody knows who Jesus Christ is. Everybody's got a fish sticker on their car, a cross around their neck, and, 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 and they think, I'm doing all these things to, to get God's approval. Y'all, we don't need God's approval. He's already approved us. He loved us so much that He sent His only begotten Son. And right here, Paul goes to them. And, and you've got to understand, you had these heretics. You had these Jews. 
Jewish believers that were in the, the church back in Jerusalem that, that did not like what was going on. They didn't like the fact that Paul was going out preaching a gospel to people that says, all you've got to do, Terry Marr, is believe. And they was like, no, 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 Jack, you've you, you got to be circumcised. You've got to keep the Mosaic law. You've got to do all these things to obtain God's favor enough for you to be saved. But Paul, was he, he'd come back and he hit them right in the mouth. He says, those guys sat in the Jewish church back in Jerusalem, and, and, and they were one of them daddy call preachers or mama call preachers. They were one of them self-proclaimed righteous people. He said, but me, he said that I, I was the chief sinner. I was the one that persecuted the church. He said, I'd go out and I'd get people to start testifying and telling me about their Jesus, and I'd have them locked up, locked, put to death. He said, that's the, the kind of person I was. But one day, he said, the 11 back in Jerusalem, that, that, that there was 12 that one committed suicide after he betrayed Jesus. They cast lots and they put a 12th one back in that spot. But I want you to listen. Jesus handpicked those 11, those 12 disciples. Jesus handpicked them and he taught them for three years. They went out and taught other people and those people taught people. And, 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 and you look at this from the Garden of Eden. I want you to understand this. You've got the right way and the wrong way. Since the fall in the Garden of Eden, there's been two religions set up. One was by God's atoning blood that He shed for Adam and Eve to cover their nakedness. And you think about this. When Adam and Eve partook of the forbidden fruit and they gained knowledge of their nakedness, their sin, what did they do right off the bat? They sowed fig leaves to what? Cover their sin. To cover. Man was out. Adam was working trying to get back right with God. And God said that will never work. He says, only by the shed blood will you ever be covered. And all through, Satan has been bringing false religion ever since the Garden of Eden. He has been putting a false religion and he's, he's been putting denomination on top of denomination upon organization, upon church, upon church, and upon church. And it's filtered down to where you've got all these churches fighting one another. But I'm tired of fighting. I'm ready to go out and, 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 and preach the Word. I'm ready to go out and teach the Word. I'm ready to fill your minds with God's holy Word. I don't want nothing but the Word of God up on this bulletin. I don't want to say nothing other than what the Word of God. Paul says that Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 12, you can read it when you get home, the Apostle Paul was headed to Damascus and Jesus met him. Jesus handpicked him in person. The Spirit of God come down, knocked him off that horse, and he, and, and he saved him right there on the, on, the, on the road. He saved him on the ground. And he says, Paul, I'm going to send you out. I'm going to train you. And you're going to go preach a message. Y'all, if I hadn't been for the Apostle Paul, preaching to the Gentiles, we wouldn't be. God had a purpose for this Jew. And he says, I'm going to send you out into the world. And you're going to preach faith in Jesus Christ by His shed blood. You're going to preach my grace to the Gentiles where they may be saved. He opened it up for me and you to be saved. We've got to take the Word of God, go out into this world, and say, no matter what you've done, if you've killed, if you've raped, if you've stole, you're a liar, you're a murderer, it don't matter what you've done, the blood of Jesus Christ will cover that sin in your past. You can leave a new... You're dead. Everybody's dead in trespasses and sin right now. 
We're all dead in trespasses and sin unless you've been born again. And if you've been born again, then that's what Paul was preaching, that by the blood of Jesus, it's Jesus shed blood that when he come to me that road on the road to Damascus, he, he, he took my past. I was a, 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 a he was a very zealous, he, he was doing God's, he thought. How many people do you know that you see, they think they're doing God's work, God's will? But they've been indoctrinated by false doctrine. They've been indoctrinated by false beliefs. We, as a, a, a God-fearing church that believes every word that was put down by the Holy Spirit, penned by man's hand, by the inspiration, we're going to take that word, we're going to breathe it, we're going to eat it, we're going to, it's going to come to life here. Now, the Apostle Paul believed in this so much, he says, look, I'm not of men. Peter, James, John, the, the, all the, 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 the apostles back in Jerusalem, they didn't, they didn't ordain me. I set up Liberty Baptist Church in a room full of preachers and they, they, they said that, that by the testimony of the people around and the character they knew me, they put their faith in me to ordain me as a licensed preacher in the Baptist ministry up here. But you know, that piece of paper, and I value it, and I love the men that signed that piece of paper as my ordination service, but it don't matter who signed that piece of paper, if God didn't put His hand on me and call me out to separate myself and to dedicate myself to His calling, then you know what? Then there's no power behind the Word that's preached in the pulpit of a man that's not called by God. The devil is, is a liar. He will show up as light and he will lead people astray. And Apostle Paul was fighting this as hard as he could. Everywhere he went, he faced an obstacle. He faced a battle because he had Satan nipping in his heels, trying to tear down what God was building up. And people that are not grounded in their faith, what happens to people that really don't know what they believe when somebody comes along and they tell them something a little bit different? Or they say, well, does that really mean what it says? What was that in the Garden of Eden when Adam, or when Eve was standing there with the serpent? What did he say to her there? Did God really say that? He put doubt in her mind. Y'all, what's our biggest enemy? That we doubt what God said. Well, you know what the problem is? We don't know what God said. Why? Because we will not get the Word of God. And y'all, I, I promise you, this is, I'm trying to tell you, for your own good, for your own protection, you need to root and ground yourself in God's Word. You need to root and ground yourself in God's Word to where you know it. He said, I'm not ordained neither of men or by man. No man has told me that I've, or, you know, and I've seen it where you come up and say, Jack, I think you've got a calling on your life. No man should ever tell anybody that. You don't know. You don't know how God, we're, we're, I'm not smart enough. I, I can see talent. I can see a gift in somebody, but it's not my job to call somebody out. He said, but by Jesus Christ, I don't explain that, the road to Damascus, how the, when Jesus struck him down, and, and, and the Apostle Paul says, look, he didn't know, when he says Lord, he was referencing a higher power. He did not understand what was going on until Jesus spoke to him. And I want you, this is the question I want every person in this room to ask themselves tonight. Has Jesus Christ spoke to you? Has Jesus Christ spoke to your heart? If you tell me, yeah, he has, well, did it change you? Did it really change you? Are you the same? Am I the same action that I was 10 years ago? 20 years ago? Lord, I hope not. Lord, if I, you know, those things that's 
the Lord's forgot. And I hope I can keep, I just hope and pray that there's no stumbling blocks pop up. That somewhere Paul prayed this and he preached this. He said, I, I preach and I preach and I preach and I pray that I won't be disqualified from when I sinned before. Before I knew who Jesus Christ was. And you know, he, he, he prayed that all the time, that, that his past sins where he persecuted people. You know, when they first brought the Apostle Paul into the house, they didn't know nobody wanted to get around him. Because he was the one that was putting people to death. And the Lord, and, and I wish, and my mind's gone blank. Somebody tell me tonight, Ananias, is that who? Yeah, laid his hands on Paul. God spoke to Ananias. Ananias had rejected going to Paul. He said, I won't go to him. He's putting people to death. And the Lord said, hey, he is an instrument that I'm going to use to face to go out and preach the word to the lost and dying world of the Gentiles. When they laid his hands on him, the Holy Spirit popped the scales off his eyes. He went out in the desert for three years. And there he was trained by God himself, by the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul got his doctrine. His, he, he got by faith, by God's grace, our faith put in God's grace. That's how people say, do not ever add works to it. What are we trying to do today? You look around at every church, and I'm going to say this one's guilty too. We expect people to do certain things after they've been saved. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the worst thing about it. But what do I expect of myself? You know, I can real quick jump over here and jump on. Oh, I can tell you everything wrong with Terry Moore. I can ask Sheila and she can tell you even more. But you know what? Ashley Fenton needs to take care of what he's doing wrong before I ever try to go after somebody else. But what do churches do? I mean, why do people not want to come to church now? Because they've been beat up and beat down and, and, and ridiculed and, and, and judged. Y'all, we got to tell them how God... And, and when, when all Paul went back and told them is, look, I'm preaching Jesus Christ, raised by God, for your sins and for mine. I want you to understand this. He was preaching to the whole region... Grace and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, who gave himself. He was willing to give himself for our sins. Now, is there anybody in here that's never sinned? Raise your hand. So Jesus gave himself for you and for me and for the, the person you're going to run into tomorrow. God's going to give you the opportunity to tell somebody that it don't matter what they've done yesterday. He'll forgive them today and He'll set them on a new path. But how many of us are truly walking a new path? I mean, that's the thing that I ask myself every day. Are you walking the same old path that you did before? Or are you really on a new path? Are you doing what God's calling you to do? Are you taking the opportunities to invite people to church, to witness to them and to tell them that God loved them and that He died for them? That's all He saved me to do. He didn't save me to do nothing else but to proclaim forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ with our faith put in Him. And Paul had to go back and explain to these people that it ain't got nothing to do with the Mosaic Law. It ain't got nothing to do with, 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 with rituals or, or, or giving. Or, or All it's got to do with is that when Jesus Christ saved you, He forgave all that old stuff. He done away. And if we go back, Abraham was 430 years before Moses, and God says, if you just trust me, I'll make a great nation out of you. And that's where God, Abraham was saved by his faith in God. Y'all, that's what we've got to get out of the habit of. 
We want to look at somebody and tell we, we disqualify people before we ever let them come into church. How many people in here right now has got somebody they could go talk to that really needs to be in church, but we said that person will never come to church. You know, uh, that ain't, ain't fit to come to church. When Paul got back to Galatia, or when he wrote this letter to them, he couldn't get back, he had to write a letter to them to, to tell them, look, remember, Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. As long as we're alive, Satan is going to come after Jack. He's going to come after Michelle. He's going to come after Norman and Tammy. He's going to hit everybody in this building to try to pull them away from the faith that they had at one time. That they said, okay, God, I know how messed up my past is. I know what I've done wrong. But how could I ever be a witness to anybody from the mistakes that I've made? In that song, I believe what y'all was, or maybe it was the girl saying, no, talking about that our past, where we lay our sin, but our past paves the way for a great masterpiece. Is that what them words start out with on that song? He didn't put it up. One of the either girls or him one is talking about our, our our greatest sin is a we think is, is is a hindrance, but it's 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 a canvas for the greatest masterpiece to be painted by God. Y'all, we got to understand that we've got people that are wavering in their faith, that think they've got to do all these things to be good enough to come to church. I've got a guy in mind right now. He says, "When I quit drinking, I'll come to church." And I said, well, you come to church and you'll quit drinking. That, not, not say, I'm, I'm not, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get the point across to him is, is you can't change yourself. There's nothing that you can do to change the, 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 this evil world is made up of what? Evil people? And we're all evil by nature until we die to that nature. But how has modern religious made us that we're calloused to our past sins? But I'm real remembrance of your past sins. I'm remembrance of your past sins, but I don't want to, you know, I'm at a different level. No, y'all, we're not. We're all on the floor, on our knees begging for mercy. And you know what we got instead of mercy? We got grace. I mean, you think about that. Mercy keeps you from dying on the spot. Grace excels you and promotes you. Y'all, we as a church have got to get back to the point to remind people, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, there's a place for you right here. God's Word says that He so loved the world that He sent His only Son just for you. Y'all, this is what Paul had to go back in and teach again in the church. He had done established, been through three times, had all this going, had elders put in place, but yet, here's some people come along preaching a little bit different gospel. And there in just a second, folks started wavering in their faith. He says that I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that calls you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. If we put anything on grace, we're at another gospel. If you say you've got to wear your hair a certain length, or, 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 or you got to have makeup on, or you can't have makeup on, or you got to wear a dress all the time, or you got to shave. Anything we add to a person, if we tell a person that's not appropriate, I think it's the Holy Spirit's job to tell people it's not appropriate. 
we ought to show people that God loved me, he can love you. That's Apostle Paul says, look, so quick these guys come in here and they've already just just a little bit of they just did we didn't take but just a little bit. And here they are, they're already off in another gospel. Y'all they ain't but two gospels. There's a gospel of Jesus Christ, dead on Calvary's cross, raised for our sins. And then anything added to that is a false gospel. And Paul had to attack that at the source. This is the letter and if I'm not mistaken, there's no accommodate he there's no attaboy. You know, most of the time Paul would pat him on the back and tell him, hey, you're doing a good job in this area, but he launched straight into and he had to attack the false teachers that was in that thing. Y'all pull together with me. Pray for me that I can preach the, the straight, true word in a way that we can go out and see the world with different eyes. If we could look at the world the way God does and have the compassion on people that God does, it would change how we talk to our children, how we talk to our wife, how we talk to our husband, how we talk to our co-workers. Y'all, we got to look at it as that person's going to die and go to hell. And you had the opportunity to witness to them? Who's going to give them an account for that right there? That scares me to death with all the missed opportunities that I had along the way. But y'all, we have got to get back to the point that there is grace, grace, and nothing but grace. No works. I know Ephesians 2, 8, or 2, 10 says that we were saved by God's grace, 8 and 9. Not of ourselves, but lest any man should boast. But we were saved to do a good work. It's kind of like I talked about that will, that will to love somebody. You know, it's not something that's forced on you. It's something you want to do. This is the kind of love that we ought to have for our brother. We want to see them get saved. There's a guy come to church. I've been praying for and talking to for six years, come to church Sunday morning. I mean, it just blessed my heart. It's just one of them things that I'm just sitting there hanging on. There's a few more I've talked to that I'm just hanging on. The Lord will bring them in. The Lord will bring I let Tell them He loves them. Tell them I love them. Let God do everything else. We as Christians, we're held to that accountability. Do you love your brother? How can you say you love God whom you've not seen if you don't love your brother who you have seen? Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We ask, Lord, that you would just watch over this church. Lord, help us to teach, preach. Lord, these young people that's here tonight, we're so thankful, God, you've sent them our way to put them and trust them in our care. Lord, we pray for all the teachers at this church, Lord, that you would anoint them in a, just a, a, a power, Lord, that they can teach your word in a way that will change these young people. Lord, there's so much that they're faced with. There's so much we're faced with with the media and thinking how that we ought to be able to fulfill the, the things that we want to do. And, Lord, that, that, that we live in an age that we can relax and let down our guard. Everything's good. You love everybody. Everybody will be able to get to heaven. Lord, but we know hell is getting larger every day because people will not place their faith in you alone. Lord, help us to be that church that always preaches that, that it's by faith and, and it's by grace and faith. Lord, help us to be that kind of people, Lord, that... That's all we want to talk to people about is how you love them, how you saved us, and how you'll save them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.